Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Mm-hmm. Today we are in the Psalms. We are in Psalm 31. 31. 31, making our way. Week by week, it's kind of an exciting journey for me. Something I have never quite done is work my way through a book this large. (laughs) So I'm enjoying the process. No, and it's true, right? Everybody's happy to say, oh, I worked through, Mm -hmm. and this is not to diminish it, but, you know, I worked through the book of Jude or, (laughs) you know, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Galatians, you know, those five, six chapters or less kind of books. Mm Now this was a this was an ordeal, right? And we said, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we were pretty open with people who ask us about the podcast. We said we're going to give it a year and see how it goes. Yeah, we so did. We are past. Teresa was committed to do fifty-two psalms, and we're past. We're past you know, halfway. We're, we're past like halfway, and still rolling, and still liking it. And so there we go. Well, today, Psalm thirty-one. Psalm thirty-one. Do you want to read and it for I, us? I, I was going to say, I guess I'm reading because that's what we do at the Psalms. Is <laughs> Teresa does the uh, just, does the background work and uh, and I do the reading. So it's stretching me out because we have it's been a while since we had a, uh, a Psalm twenty-four verses long. So mm. uh, here we go, Psalm t- thirty-one. Uh, title in my my ESV Bible is "Into Your Hands I Commit My Spirit." In you, O Lord, I do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame in your righteousness. Deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Mm. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress, and for your name's sake you lead me and you guide me. You take me out of the net. They have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love, because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul, and you did not deliver me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Hmm. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief, and my soul and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow, and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. Because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have not. I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel. For I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side, as they scheme together against me as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. O Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I call upon you. Let the wicked be put to shame. Let them go silently to Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak insolently against the righteous in pride and contempt. Oh, how abundant is your goodness which you have stored up for those who fear you and work for those who take refuge in you, in the sight of the children of mankind. In the cover of your presence you hide them from the plots of men. You store them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me when I was, besieged, when I was in a besieged city. 
He said, in my alarm, I am cut off from your sight. But you have heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried to you for help. Love the Lord, all you his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays the one who acts in pride. Be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. Thank you. That was, that was good. That's great. Um, so we see in this psalm, another psalm of David, which we've gone, been on a roll with Psalms of David, verse 1 starts as a statement, in you, O Lord, do I take refuge. And then it kind of turns to a plea that continues on to verse 2. Let me never be put to shame in your righteousness. Deliver me. And I love how David is always in your righteousness because he knows he has none. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, not yeah. our righteousness. There's nothing about ourselves that saves us. Well, and God's righteousness isn't changing, right? Like, he can't it's, become unrighteous. It's steady. It's, it's steadfast. Constant. It's constant. If you're yeah. going to rest on something in your life, you might want to pick something that is firm, unchanging, right. unwavering, you know, always yeah. there. Exactly. And he goes on to say another, like, the, can, the second part of the plea, incline your ear to me, rescue me speedily, be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. Mm-hmm. So he's still, he's crying out to God. I don't know. Do you have anything uh, that says what time? I didn't actually look to see what time of life this is for David because I know they bounce around. The Psalms aren't in order necessarily of his well, this, journey. This Bible says this is a lament that seeks help from God for a faithful person worn out with trouble and beset by enemies who want to do him harm. So David's It is life. not hard to connect many of the particulars with the life of David. No, <laughs> so, that, no that is exactly so it. So in other words, this could be in multiple places. That's what I was life. saying. I, I didn't find, I didn't find anything that was like specifically to a no. moment in his no, life, I but don't. it does seem to be a recurring theme in his life. And I can't help but wonder uh, the Psalms. Like I know that all of Scripture is God breathed. It's all here for us uh, and to point to Jesus for us to know our God. All of those things. And when we see the Psalm and we see the constant message of David, the the message that I see through the Psalms is David's in trouble. He waits for the Lord, and the Lord rescues. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is that for us to be constantly? And it's one psalm after the next, after the next, that is constantly the same message. Because why? Because as, as humans, as people, we could hear that message once and be encouraged, and then the yeah. next day, the next five minutes later, we forget it. Yeah, so exactly. this is just, like, driving home that statement. Like, this is David's life. This is what he did. Yeah. This is a good model for us. <laughs> yeah. Wait for well, the Lord. Yeah, it's a good model Cry in the him. prayer. Maybe not the greatest model in needing to say the prayer all the time. Well, we or, can't control no, we can't the circumstances control. that we go through yeah, sometimes. David could control quite a few of the circumstances that he was in at different times, right? Like Absalom chased him because of, in part, his parental choices. The whole deal with Bathsheba was... Oh, his, 100%. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but we are so sinful that we find ourselves in these situations. Absolutely. So what is the alternative? Seek the Lord, repent, wait mm-hmm. for his rescue, yeah. but be, be yeah. faithful. I'm just saying that, you know, if we, if we draw the line between this one to some circumstances in David's life, which were directly because of his choices... There are some that are for sure. Know, that's not the reason we want to find ourselves continually back here. Like... It, our, oh, no, I'm continually I mean? back here as in whatever circumstance we're going through, our eyes are on Jesus. Oh, we're yeah. waiting for him. That, is that right. patience, that, is that right. forbearance, that perseverance in your faith to yeah. wait for the Lord. Yeah, it's that, it's that, uh, That's what you know, I was the person about. who's always in lament 
because of the situation that they've created. Oh yeah, right? no, that's you not know, what we, I I'm, I'm trying to say <laughs> maybe we should avoid that one. So I'll be a little, little more direct. This is not the place you should end up because of your constant choices. Yes, our sinful nature ends in, but at some point, we, you know, the, those laments because of that should should begin to transform as we become. Oh More yeah, totally. The they Christ, should. Right? Um, that wasn't what I. But that is a good point. That's not the point I was making. But that is a great point. In that we are often in, <laughs> in the decisions of our own or the, the circumstances of our own decisions, and God is still faithful when we repent. Mm-hmm. And we see that in David's life too. Um, verse three. He goes on. What does he do? He declares where his refuge is. For you are my rock and my fortress, and your name's sake you lead me, and you guide me for your name's sake. So it's for God's sake that he leads David. It's for his glory, mm-hmm. right? Not ours. It's for his glory and our joy. We find joy in being led by the Lord and being drawn closer to him, even in the waiting for him. We learn things about ourselves and about God that we wouldn't learn otherwise, <clears throat> and that is important to remember. Verse 4, you take me out of the net they have hidden for me, for you are my refuge. Yeah. I like that, where there is nothing that God is not overall and mm-hmm. above all Absolutely. and able to change or um, direct the circumstances. So man makes his plans. Enemies have their traps, but that is not impossible for God to reach in and just say, no, I'm sorry, this isn't happening. He can take them out, right? Yeah. He is our refuge. Verse 5. Into your hand I commit my spirit, which is actually what this, the title of this is. Yeah. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. So David trusts. He's been redeemed. He knows this. We have trouble in our lives even now. Trouble maybe that we have created, but trouble that we don't create. Trouble that comes our way. Yeah. But we can be assured that God is there. Yeah. And like David, we can turn to him. Mm-hmm. This is the same words, right? Mm. This is what Jesus says at the cross. Exactly, into, yes. Into your hands I commit my spirit, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's that. Uh, Release the, that. The, the image is of the innocent sufferer. That's right. Right? Like, yeah. And that was where I was going before. And, but that, that idea that there's these moments in our lives where we trust God to deliver us from the things that are well beyond totally. our, our circumstances and whatever, right? So yeah. we... We, uh, we have that moment. So, you know, that's Luke uh, 32, 32. There's not like, 32 chapters in Luke. How about reading? Luke 23? There you go. Oh, I, yeah. I like to switch my You're numbers common. around You switch there. them around, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, you know, Jesus says these same things, and it's mm-hmm. that same trust. Like, here is this mess. And that humble to to um, give over God the authority yeah. and the glory and, yeah. and just submit the yeah. submission to him. Yeah. Right? And, and both, I think both... Here we have this psalm, and David is is committing to walk through whatever it is mm, mm. Uh, with God, through God's strength and power. And, and again, Jesus at the cross doing the exact same thing. Exactly. I love how the psalms, the Christology through the psalms is actually mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite things. I've never, I don't know why, but, and people might be like, oh, you never saw that before. But I never have seen it to the point that I have in actually digging in and studying it. Yeah. The way that... I am now. So I think that's probably one of my favorite, um, not takeaways, but things yeah. that I have gotten from from this study of my, for myself. Yeah, it's that layering mm-hmm. of scripture mm-hmm. where it, it uh, you know, first, first Passover you see something, second pass you see right. something else and something else and something else. And every single time 
Uh, all of Scripture is pointing us to one place. It's uh, yeah, Spurgeon's yeah. happy commentation on on every road leads to London, right? Yeah. And that no, was exactly. That was the center. So every passage in Scripture leads to Christ. Well, and I think growing up, and and even in my young adults, I always saw the Psalms as like yes, they're laments and and despair and just kind of you know dark that way. So oh yeah, we all I'm feeling dark. David felt dark. Yeah, we have something in common. But actually, I see it. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Yay! No, I just you know like we want somebody to resonate with us when we're in those moments, and that and that's a human that mm-hmm. that's natural. Yep. But I don't see the song. My my view is shifting now. It's a triumphant thing. It's a victorious mm-hmm. thing where we see that God is faithful, and when you wait and don't give up, that's yep. when you experience that too. So that's exciting. Uh, Okay, sorry, moving on. Verse 6, I hate those who pay regard to worthless idols, but I I trust in the Lord. So he's referencing, you know, Mm -hmm. the false gods in the time, the false gods that are around him. Yeah. And uh, the people around him that trust in false gods. These aren't just the neighboring countries. These are people that are in his own. Yeah. Strong, strong word hate to be used for a very wrong practice in idolatry, right? So... We start to get the get the idea of what a righteous person should hate mm. in this world. And right. You could we could probably talk for hours just on that, right? Do we hate not just the idols mm-hmm. and not just the practice of worship, but do we hate in a righteous way the way that so many people fall for that, right? right. Fall for the things that take your eyes off of God. Mm. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Right, because we want we want to see those people come to Christ. To be restored, yeah, to for be, sure. Well, they might not be being restored. They might, what's the opposite? If they're Israelites, <laughs> maybe, I would think they, they would we, be. We but yeah, in, to be stored. In right? our, <laughs> they in need, our time, yes, yeah. they maybe didn't know God in the first place. Uh, verse 7, I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul, verse 8, and you have not delivered me into the hands of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. I love this because verse 6, yeah. he talks about the idols. And then verse 7, he goes on to list God's attributes that idols don't have. They can't have, right? God sees yeah. David. Idols don't see you. They're not alive. No. They're not real. Uh, God secures David. God keeps his feet secure. So these are things that idols cannot do for you. Yeah. Right, so he goes on to list that and puts his focus on God, how God sees his pain, his his affliction, right. and how if you can do amazing things if God is the one who does it. Right, like there, without God, there's no point. There's no. Um, if you want to look up Deuteronomy thirty two thirty, would that be? Oh, All right, man. I know I'm just throwing them at you here. It's like sword drill time. Um, Deuteronomy. Yeah. You have 32. set my what feet in a broad place. 3230. It's kind of um, it's the Lord who does things 32. in our lives. 30. How could one have chased a thousand and two have put ten thousand to flight unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had given them up? Right. So David saying, You have not delivered me into the hand of the enemy. This is God. This is God's power. Yeah. Right. Um, it's only through him that he can do that. It's only Jesus or God that could set David's feet on a broad path, broad place. Yeah. Uh, verse nine is another plea. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye is wasted from grief. Hmm. Such a picture. I love how David's so descriptive. Yeah. Uh, for 
And my soul and my body also wasted with grief. Like this isn't just I'm feeling d- down. I'm feeling yeah. mm-hmm. upset. Like uh, wasted. It's taken over every part of my life. And verse 10, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my iniquity and my bones waste away. So here's the first mention of sin, David's yep. sin, right? Like some of the choices maybe that he has made that is causing some of this. Mm. Like, I mean, you mentioned Bathsheba. They lost a child over that. That is not something that you just move on from without well, pain. Yeah. Yeah, you would hope that murdering your friend would also be a difficult well, thing you would to think get over. So. I think there was a bit of lust going yeah, on there, there that would, kind of blinded him be, in the moment. Yeah, there would there would be something. Well, yeah, it's like you've seen those memes where when David gets to heaven, and he's all celebrated, and there's Uriah like just giving him the eye, like the stink eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's that were... all gonna work? <laughs> because he was one of his men. He was. He yeah. would have been a close and trusted friend. He was. Yeah. So that's yeah betrayal right there, right? But David is, so David's saying, you know, because of my iniquities, I'm wasting away. Yeah. Right? Uh, 11, he goes on to say, because of all my adversaries, I have become a reproach, especially to my neighbors, and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I'm going to do verse 12 and 13 at the same time. I have been forgotten like one who is dead. I've become like a broken vessel. And then here we're getting into, again, bringing uh, Jesus into it, the broken vessel. I, for I hear the whispering of many, terror on every side, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. Yeah, the whispering, eh? like the whispering of mm. terror. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this is, I don't know, I don't know what puts him in that kind of spot, but it's a little, it's a little, there's some depth there, right? Like, oh. He just went through distress and grief and sorrow and sighing and adversaries crushing in, plotting to, you know, take his life. Like that's... Right. He's a little bit stressed about where life is going in this moment, right? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And verse Psalms 53, verse 3 is referenced in this verse. They have all fallen away. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Mm -hmm. So that's... uh, that's a bold statement. Yeah. Right? Do you yeah. want to, while we're talking about this, look at Matthew 27, 11? 27, 11. Yeah. And, and we are told that we can't do good on our own. Right? We are told that without Jesus, there is no good in us. There is no righteousness in us. So you want Matthew 20, verse 7. Matthew seven? 27, verse 11. Matthew oh, 20. 27. I thought you wanted 27. Two eleven. Oh, I see. You know no, I'm sorry. Matthew 27, verse 11. Yes. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, You have said so. Well, maybe that's not what I wanted. I must Matthew have 27, 11? Hmm. Yeah. No. I wrote down the wrong thing, but I don't know <laughs> off the top of my head what I wanted to write down. Well, he is the king of the Jews. He is the king of the Jews. David is the king of the Jews, and his life is threatened. <laughs> They're scheming. It kind of works. It kind of works. They're scheming. They did scheme against Jesus. Yeah. They did, for sure. Um, David goes on to say, but I trust in you. So he's going on. He's saying this, like, okay, it's my iniquity. I'm wasted away. All of these things, people reproach me. I'm not accepted. I, you know, they, they scheme to take my life. All of these things. But I trust in you. You are my God. My times are in your hand. Mm-hmm. I love that. My times are in your hand. 
Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Mm-hmm. So here David is trusting the Lord will save him. Yeah. And I think this is, this is a time where we can use this as believers to believe it and use it as a defense against our unbelief. In those okay. moments where we are, are uh, not trusting, we don't believe, we are in the thick of it, we are wasting away, and we are ha- how can we continue to go on? If you use scripture against your unbelief to know and believe that God will save and he will rescue yeah. because he already has. It's just how is this going to play out? Yeah, yeah. And, and right away, what do you think? When you think about using scripture as a weapon uh, in doubt, unbelief, temptation, mm. right? We should think Jesus. Jesus did. You know, that's of all of the power and authority that he actually had. Yeah. Or has. He chose in that moment to show us this is how you do it. Yeah. This is how you use scripture to take away those doubts, right? Because every one of those questions from Satan in the in the in the temptations was was to cause doubt. That's right. right. Like, is it really do you really have the power? Do you really yeah. have the authority? That's right. Do the you questions, really have the, the ability, right? And and it is that word that comes back. We went over one word there, or one little phrase that actually kind of stuck out to me. Okay. Uh, in my times are in your hand. Mm, um, yes. Yeah, I saw you it, kind of. It's well, no, it's it's just something. I don't know if it's getting you know getting older. Okay. Um, you know, for those losing that don't, people that yeah. we love along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for those that don't know, I'm I'm turning fifty this year. So mm-hmm. in a in a about a month and a half. That's when that happens. And, and <laughs> when that happens, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to name it. <laughs> no, but as I, I've noticed that as I get older, I don't think of time in years anymore. I see uh, men, particularly as a pastor, as, as someone who works, uh, has devoted their life to gospel ministry. I see people who have gone farther in time yeah than me and i look at well what where were they when i was when they were my age and where are they now oh yeah, yeah and you what talk about my, that. and what might my next you know 5 10 15 right. 20 whatever it is right so if i'm looking at a 70 year old i'm thinking what like what did his last 20 years look like right what do my next 20 and, and i'm talking yeah. about the particularly the the people that i look you respect. Uh, I respect and yeah. admire what they have done in gospel ministry. And you just look at it and go, I'm not about to waste my 50s or my 60s mm-hmm. or, Lord willing, my 70s or 80s or however long it is mm-hmm. uh, by slowing down and getting rid. I, I don't yeah, yeah. People always ask, like, do you have hobbies? I'm like, no. Well, no, you I, do. I do, but they're re- re- they're just related of- <laughs> to your job. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Looks but you do love it. My hobbies are. But they say if you work. find like, something this you love, it's my hobby. It's I, not work. Yeah. You know I exactly. Know so, but I look at that I, and I read that and I go, "Is this David, who's maybe a little bit older, and mm. is thinking, how much have I got left? Yeah, like how much time do I actually? So it's not he's not thinking like what can I achieve in the next year anymore. He's thinking how do I leave." something substantial with the time I have left. Yeah, and knowing that God is over that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Verse 16 to 18. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. O Lord, let me not be put to shame, for I will call on you. So again, we've heard this. This is an echo of what we've already heard. Let the wicked be put to shame. 
Let mm. them go silently to Sheol. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak instantly against the righteous in pride and contempt. Yeah. Um, so, like, make your face shine upon us, the light, the light of your face, because we know I've told we are told in Scripture that God is light and He's bright. First uh, Samuel two nine. Mm-hmm says, he will guard the feet of his faithful ones, mm-hmm. but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness, for not by might shall a man prevail. Yeah. So I love, I love this, right? Don't let me be put to shame. It is only the Lord who makes things. David and us, likewise, like in that as well, we can do nothing. Our might isn't enough. Yeah. doesn't matter how much you strive, how much you try, how great you are. It's, it's not enough, right. right? It's not enough. And then verse 19, he goes back to praise. God is good for those who fear and take refuge in him. There's like a, a response here. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and yeah. worked for those who take refuge in you mm-hmm. in the sight of the children of mankind. Yep. And then verse 20, where he talks about how um, God hides, God protects, right? Yep. In the cover of your presence, you hide them from the plots of men. I love this imagery where uh, enemies and people might be plotting against, against you, but you're safe in the yeah. shelter of God. Um, yep. Right? It's like those, those. Um, well, I don't remember off the top of my head the, ref, the reference where it's, um, I will be silent, you, are, you will fight for me. You know, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 14, 14, Exodus 14, 14. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I just came to my head right now. I just forget exactly where it's found in this moment. Um, but then it goes on to say, you store them in your shelter from the strife of tongues. So not even physical, not just physical, um, pain I'm, and, and danger that I'm protecting you from, that God's protecting us from, but it's from, it's from the tongue. It's from those lies, those words, those, you know, slander. Mm-hmm. He protects. Yeah, Exodus 14, 14, uh, when they're crossing the Red Sea. That's right, that's uh, right. The Lord will fight for you, and you only have to be silent. I love that. I love that. Mm. Um, and then verse 21, where it shows steadfast love, even in peril, right? David calls for help, and God hears. Blessed be the Lord, for he has wondrously shown his steadfast love to me when I was besieged in a city. I had said in my alarm, I'm cut off from your sight, but you heard the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cried for help. So David, again, is just reaffirming that God hears him, that God has steadfast love for him regardless of what's happening. And then he turns it, like he has been, he turns it from personal to admonishing all of the saints, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, love the Lord, all you, his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but abundantly repays those who act in pride. Now, we are told through scripture mm-hmm. what happens if you have pride or if you are prideful, yeah. right? That uh, the Lord does not love pride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he will abundantly repay those who act in pride. So I think we often need to check ourselves, you know, our motivations. What are we yeah. doing? Why are we doing yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then verse 24 is an encouragement. And I, I mean, this is for us today, right? David goes through all of this saying that he's in trouble and he's got enemies and his own sin is causing him yep. issues, but he turns to the Lord. He uh, recognizes God's authority in his life. And at the end, he's saying, be strong and let your heart take courage, all you who wait for the Lord. So I don't know what it is that you're waiting and calling on God for, but David's encouragement is for us today to be strong, have courage. He hears you. He will rescue you. All you have to do is wait. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe 
leave a like or a comment on our social streams or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time.